Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films viewers cannot get enough of. Sort of like how Sir Cole can't get enough Netflix movies, I think. Mm-hmm. That's my opening. He loves Netflix movies. <laughs> he loves I'm, them. I'm your host, Bobby Finger, and today I'm joined in the studio, unlike last week's episode, which was a conference call. Yeah, no, I'm right here. You're right here. The audio quality wasn't great. I still apologize about that. I am joined in the studio by Meredith Haggerty, the editor of The Goods by Vox. Hello, Meredith. Hello. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm no Charlie XCX, oh, but oh, someday. who is? No one is. How's your seltzer? Uh, it's so good. Thank you for getting it for me. Do you have? Uh, we're going to talk about hierarchies a lot mm-hmm. in this episode, oh, yeah. or at least twice. But let's start with the seltzer hierarchy. Here's what I'll say: my actual seltzer hierarchy is just like there's diet coke, and then there's other fizzy <laughs> beverages. Like that's my whole hierarchy. But uh, if I was going to get more specific, like. I used to like a LaCroix. I don't know why they're tainted for me other than mm-hmm. like the guy who founded them is kind of nuts and compared the brand to like an invalid. Do you remember that whole thing? I didn't hear about oh, it's this. wild. There's okay. a story on the Goods by Vox about it from a <laughs> the while back. The Goods by Vox, your website. For instance. Uh, oh but yeah, that guy's a, a wackadoo. So that kind of like, you know, dented the brand for me a little bit. I mm. like a polar seltzer because I'm from Massachusetts. I do love polar. So you're drinking seltzer. I'm not drinking anything because I forgot to get a beverage. And we're here to talk about Netflix Christmas movies, Netflix holiday movies. But let's be honest, they're Christmas movies. Yeah. Before we get into that, because we could spend all day and then we, it'll be impossible to get derailed off of that. Mm-hmm. What else have you been watching on Netflix that isn't a Christmas movie? Oh, that's a great question. You know? I mean, I have been watching, I think this almost counts, the Christmas oh. version of Nailed It. Mm-hmm. It's it's flawless. People can't bake. I can't bake. I'm there, there, there. It's it's wonderful. Sometimes I get confused because I'm like, I don't really know who the guest judge is. Like Jason mm-hmm. Manzukas, I was like, I get why he's here. Yeah. But then there were other judges where I'm like, I'm not really sure. Are you a baker? Are you just a person? Are you a comedian? I'm not sure, but you're funny, I you, guess. You could be any. Oh, you have a brightly colored bow tie? I feel, okay, I guess you're here. I feel yeah. like the show has sort of like been on long enough. It hasn't even been on that long, but mm-hmm. long enough where it's like we have this formula where it's like the two judges mm-hmm. and then a, 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 a baker. Mm-hmm who does a very particular style of baking or has like a particular niche mm-hmm. and they're sort of over that and they're like, yeah. you know what, we can have anyone in the third chair. This is funny. This is about like the nightmares. I think they started to get probably more famous people interested too. Like once yeah. Maya Rudolph oh, right, shows Maya up. Rudolph, right. Like she was the, the other person. Yeah. Oh my God. And she Jason Manzoukas, an excellent, uh, an excellent judge, just like matches the energy that is brought by Nicole Byer. Oh, like he was having the time of his life, you could tell. <laughs> Maya almost seemed like a little confused like she didn't quite know what she got herself into but in a very funny Maya Rudolph way yeah like I liked that about it because the whole time I was like I genuinely cannot tell if she's doing an act like Mm -hmm. pretending to be overwhelmed or if she's truly overwhelmed I think on that show someone is overwhelmed like very overwhelmed (laughs) pronouncedly overwhelmed at some Mm -hmm. point in every episode and like often it's the bakers like the contestants but it could be anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's Jacques. Like, oh, everyone's... Jacques. I mean, I will say, I don't think they've ever recaptured the high of the very first episode when they had, I can't remember her name, but the, like, elderly female With wedding cake. Sylvia, yeah. Sylvia. Sylvia. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Oh, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she was the best she guest they great. ever had. And, like, I, ju- I just want to follow her around while she, like, you know, t- toddles mm-hmm. around a kitchen just pointing yeah. at things. I always laugh. My kryptonite is when Nicole describes something as chewy because it's like cake should never be chewy. And so many of these cakes are chewy. And I'm not even sure I can like picture what that tastes like, like a bad cake, because I guess I've never had a truly bad cake. I know I've like not enjoyed cakes, but I've never experienced many of the adjectives used on that show. (laughs) And like I can't bake. I really I this is basically my audition for Nailed It. Mm -hmm. Like, is that am I doing it? Am I doing it right now? You'll Uh, need some video. I 
uh, I'm making brownies right now. You can't see me, but I'm doing a terrible job. Mm-hmm. Put me on Nailed It. Like, oh, no. I want it so much. Okay. I'm, I think I'm ready. I, I can't do it, and I'm very bad at decorating. I've never successfully decorated a thing in my entire life. I've never frosted a cake. Every year, my mom sends me a birthday cake components-wise. She sends me the cake and the frosting separately and ships it to New York. My mom is a very sweet woman. Uh, Wait, the frosting? Yeah, she said, like, the... Like a Duncan Hines. Like, like, a, like well, a little... She makes the frosting. Is that she... shelf stay... Does that stay in the, in the package? Does she put it... dry ice in the package? You know, it's always worked it's out. It's always worked out? I don't know what's happening. I'm not sure if, if, if you know, a no room temperature ever... dairy is... It's is... A bu- yeah, there's a butter. There's a lot of butter in there. I don't know what's happening, but it's... Maybe the sugar prevents it from spoiling. That's definitely it. That's science. That's science. That's... Oh, I don't want to imply that I know too much and that I can't be on nail. What, t- what, kind of, what kind of cake did you get last it, time? Uh, it is always a feathery fudge cake from the Julia Child cookbook and chocolate frosting. It's She makes an incredibly good cake, and I, every year, try to trick a friend into frosting it for me. Because it's really hard to frost things. Like, mm-hmm. it's just really well, hard. Well, especially you need, ideally, you would have, you know, one of those wheels, like those Lazy <sighs> Susan turntable cake stands. It's exactly like watching a, because, uh, you know, ceramics are very hip now. Yes. And there are a lot of people who do those, like, front-facing videos of them, like, doing turning clay on their ceramics yeah spinner which thingy. i do not understand and when they're doing it it looks so easy and it mm-hmm. just looks like oh you put your finger in the thingy and then yeah. you have like a bowl yeah but i know that if i put my <laughs> finger in the thingy like it would just yeah explode go, everywhere. And then go everywhere but it's like that's what i think of when i think of frosting cakes like you see claire saffitz on bon appetit yes. frosting cake and you're like this takes two seconds yeah and and like oh it's I, so easy when i try just I a get, smooth motion and it's like oh do the and if you do the crumb coat then it's all going to be better on the second coat and then i do try to do the crumb coat and it doesn't work yeah it's never worked. What else have you been watching? What else? I uh, I, I did watch The Irishman by myself when still, I was home. I still haven't seen it. You know what? Some things are for other people. Uh, that's just a movie for adult <laughs> men. Okay, here's here's my main. No, I I'll like it. <laughs> I, but I just have it's still. My, it's so long and the de aging technology. But like my main thing was mostly just or my not even complaint, but like. is both uh, Bobby Cannavale and Herc from The Wire. Love him, love him. I mean, those are my type of men, Mm -hmm. just some big old hunks. Mm -hmm. Uh, They both played characters that are older than they are, which is just weird when you have a movie where so many old men are are playing younger than they are. Mm -hmm. It's like... For you could have cast an old guy for this. I know you know a bunch of them. I like, kind of like. I kind of like the, the no one the inconsistency, own, yeah. right? It's like a Benjamin Button for everyone. Anna like, Paquin's no one... playing a five-year-old. I yes, heard that's yeah. absolutely true. <laughs> and she's spectacular at it. <laughs> it was yeah. It was extremely long, which yeah. is cool. I really, really want to watch it, and it's one of those movies I was looking forward to, and I was like, the day it comes out, mm-hmm. I'm watching. I'm, I'm watching it. I'm gonna watch it, and mm-hmm. then the day came out, and I was like, I want to fit it in, and I don't know, I don't have the time, <laughs> and it's also the holidays, so it's like your schedule is busier than it typically is, yes. and I've seen this tweet going around that's like, here's how to split up the Watchmen into four parts, mm-hmm. like a television show. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like, stop at this scene, and it seems very clever, and that's good to know, but also like, I want to watch it. Yeah. In one fell swoop. You know, I mean, that's Martin Scorsese movie. The man How, is good at the, the gonna, man is good at filmmaking. I'm gonna like it. Yeah. You know. And then I, after that was over, I watched the new Mark Birbiglia special, the the new one as it's called. Oh, how was that? I liked it. I mean, I'm a I like jokes. I like yeah. long stories told to me in joke format. As there are more comedy specials being made, more mm-hmm. types of people get to make comedy specials, and so like. You know, I don't know that you would have seen a Jenny Slate special in the way that you see it now Mm -hmm. years ago. And that one was like emotional and per. Did you watch that one? I did watch that one. Yeah. That's Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was that is like more of a documentary than a comedy. It was so lovely. And it's like, you know, she's from Massachusetts. I just Mm -hmm. was like, I felt very implicated by it in a good way. (laughs) Um, Do you have a haunted family house as well? I wish. 
That would no, be I great. mean, my dad built our house, uh, which you would not guess by looking at him or the house. Uh, and it creaks. It's like the pipes don't work properly because he installed them. And so my whole childhood, it was just like, like in the middle of the night. <laughs> so it's not haunted, but it has haunted vibes, mm-hmm. haunted there's, sounds. There's, it was constructed with love. Yeah, it was constructed with low competence, but, oh, it, okay. you know, it, he tried. I'm looking in this building, like in our studio, and I'm just like, how do you install a window? Oh, mm. God. Think about it. People did this. It's someone did it everything around us right now people, and you at home like ah. people also mm-hmm. called vanessa hudgens mm-hmm. and they said do you want to be in a christmas movie about a knight that travels through time to like fall in love with you yes because of a crone mm-hmm. and she said okay and then people got together <laughs> and and they made that movie happen i like a movie where i mean i, I love okay number one i love any christmas movie let's okay. say that number two i love a movie where it seems kind of clear that they came up with the title first. Not a scratch on him, but apparently he believes that he's a 14th century knight. So called Christopher Frederick Lyons of Norwich at your service. Oh boy. I think that's the that is the hallmark, not to, to use the word, <laughs> yeah. but that is the hallmark of a Christmas movie. Yes. You you reverse engineer it. That's, that's how it works. How it should be. Mm-hmm. And this one. You're right. That is what The Night Before Christmas is about. People judge Mm -hmm. Christmas movies by their titles. Yes. So it's like you got to have one that is high concept. We got it in two seconds. A Night Before Christmas. Yeah. Someone's going to be tonight before Christmas. Yeah. You know, we know that the the royal machinery is Mm -hmm. romantic. Like, we Mm -hmm. understand that now. It Mm -hmm. can Because, like, you need to have love in there. But if you don't have love in there, you can have royalty in there. That's, like, you know that if there's royalty, they have to fall in love. I know. Who can't fall in love with royalty? It's impossible. That's literally the, that's literally the dream. That's, I, To fall in love with Prince Charming. <laughs> All I've ever wanted, and not a terrible nightmare <laughs> that would turn your life into, like, this nightmare of scrutiny. Meghan that... Markle's like, I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely great. But let's go back <laughs> yes. a little bit. Mm. When is it appropriate yes. to start watching Christmas movies? Uh, the, like, December 26th? And then no, you just keep going. Yeah, no, oh, no. no. You and think then this... you just keep going until the next year. <laughs> the whole time. not expecting that. Yeah, yeah, no. Do you, fully, do you ever f- actually stop? I I mean, I do stop. Uh, but I, I like a Christmas movie in the summer sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, I like a Christmas movie when I need to feel the emotions that we have ascribed to Christmas, mm-hmm. which I think are really, it's like, <laughs> like the feeling of goodwill. We're like, mm, there's a season for that. Yeah. Like, can you? But, you know, when you make a movie with those vibes... Christmas is the most effective way to communicate that and to make me feel it. And sometimes I need to feel that in like February. Yeah, obviously, like that's the time of year that we have all as a society, whether or not you actually celebrate it or not, like we've decided this is the holidays. Yes. And this is when we can all communally feel like this. Yes. And so you kind of feel crazy wanting to feel like that when everyone else has decided, no, we only do that in December, November. Mm -hmm. But it still works. Yeah. I also, I mean, I guess maybe for normal people, the answer is like whenever Pumpkin Spice Latte comes back. Okay. I think you can start Just then. getting earlier and earlier every year. Yeah. I still haven't had one. I actually love them. Mm-hmm. I think they're very good. How could it not be? Yeah. It's sort of like a friend of mine, we were talking about a coffee place that purportedly had like the best latte in Brooklyn or something yeah. like that. It was very silly. It was yeah. like, they have the best latte in Brooklyn. And it was like $9 or something. <laughs> and I was talking to him and he was like, I went and I had it and it was good. Sure. But he what was like, it also, coffee and milk is always going to be good. <laughs> and that's sort of how I think about formulaic movies like this, yeah. where it's like these elements coming together mm-hmm. are always going to make something satisfying. Like it's not that hard. I mean, I think there's like, there does have to be a little, I've definitely seen movies in the past that have not worked mm-hmm. on that. Like if you don't have charming leads, if they don't really seem like they remotely like each other, if they do that thing that, I mean, so 
something that I really like that is not necessarily applying to these movies, but is generally true of like all media that I watch is I like, I kind of like bad writing. Like I like when you can see the seams of something. I like yeah. when you can imagine someone in there, like at their laptop being like, uh-huh, and that's what romance <laughs> is. Like that just makes me laugh. Like mm-hmm. it tickles me when it's very clear that someone wrote this dumb, dumb shit. So sometimes it's really dumb and it doesn't work and it actually feels kind of bad and makes you feel empty and hollow. So it's it's pretty important that like the leads do have chemistry yeah. that, uh, you know, the Christmas spirit actually comes across and doesn't feel that like saccharine simulacra thing. I will say I liked A Night Before Christmas, which is the Vanessa Hudgens and Josh mm. Whitehouse. I had to look him mm, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Vanessa Hudgens and Josh Whitehouse house vehicle. It's the Vanessa Hudgens vehicle. Um, I liked it more than... The one she was in last year, which was uh, The Princess Switch. Oh, yeah. I like that it was in a more familiar place. Like, mm-hmm. I kept getting distracted by her being in this fake country the whole time. And mm-hmm. I was, like, getting distracted by, like, how does this society actually work? How does this royal family, like, operate? Like, what is she actually going to do there? This baking competition seems sort of insane. <laughs> and then this was more familiar territory. And I think I was less distracted by, like, questions that have no business being answered to begin with yeah. you know, in a universe like this. I was fine with the time travel for some reason. See, I was going to say, I uh, I really liked The Princess Switch. That one really got me. And I le- I really liked The Night Before Christmas, but I was caught up in like, well, what does he even think like lights are? <laughs> and like, you know, wouldn't you just be scared? Why, are, he why is he- so- way too easily. Yeah, he was just like, I mean, I guess that's like night business. You mm. know what I mean? He just has to like soldier bravely on. That's literally his <laughs> job. But I, I was like, oh, like this other thing should upset you and like oh he used um he used the idiom toodle pip at mm-hmm. one point which is only interesting because also raya said it on succession and so it stuck stuck out to me and i googled toodle pip and where it came from and it's like a 19th century expression and i was like he wouldn't have known that he wouldn't it's have like known it meredith calm down well also i read that i just read this morning kelly faircloth that jezebel wrote about this particular movie and she was mm-hmm. like it's insane it doesn't make any sense <laughs> And yet I had a great time. And she was pointing out like all of the errors in the, you know, history of it. And she's like, first of all, he wouldn't have spoken fancy English. He would have spoken (laughs) middle English and middle English sounds like, sounds like gibberish. Yeah. And it's like, they wouldn't have had a cute little courting. Yeah. They would have been completely unable to communicate with each other. (laughs) Um, I mean, I always love too, that they're never sexist when they time travel. Like time travelers, I I tweeted this. I was like, my main problem with time travelers is they wouldn't get your jokes. Like, that just sounds (laughs) terrible to me. But the other problem is that, like, they would be like, why are you not in a kitchen and barefoot? Like, your age, like, how dare you look me in the eye, woman, or whatever. But in Middle English, so it's like, blah, 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 but angry. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell they're mad at you for gender reasons. Also, like, why am I in 2019 in Ohio? (laughs) Yeah. How did I? It's not just time travel. There's Mm -hmm. space travel involved Mm -hmm. here. Like. That I got caught up in that a little more than I did than the country stuff with Princess Switch. I was like, oh, this country, it's like basically Genovia. Bulgaria. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. What is your favorite sort of genre of Christmas movie? Is it the the Christmas rom com? Is it the mm. Christmas, you know, family coming together on or the Christmas ensemble comedy, you know? The I... sort of your love actually, mm-hmm. your for lack of a better one, while you were sleeping, which mm. I view as a Christmas rom com. Agree. Or your family stone about a family coming together. That's that's a great question. I mean, I think my instinct is to say rom-com because rom-com is my favorite mm-hmm. of any genre. But then when I think about it, some of my favorite Christmas movies are still like Miracle on 34th Street, where it's yeah. like it's a it's about a child. Like I kind of like the ones and I wouldn't they don't pop up as much, but the ones that are about kids actually mm-hmm. or, or like even Elf to some degree, like he's a kid mm-hmm. kind of or it's about yeah. like the wonder of Christmas. And it's like one person 
learning to love Christmas is yeah. basically my favorite genre. Although, like, I watch the rom-coms the most. Absolutely. And I love While You Were Sleeping so much. There was a story in Salon, I believe, mm-hmm. and the headline was Hallmark Christmas movie schlock has infected all of TV and the symptoms are bland and homogenous. And sort of this person keeps going on and they're like, this is a bad movie, but because they do well, they're everywhere and like we'll never get rid of them and like they're not good people. Wake up. <laughs> But then at the end, the writer, uh, Melanie McFarland, says, in the final analysis, this is the true meaning of, and purpose of holiday film schlock. That is to say, you can tune out while you're tuning in. We used to think of these movies as specials. Now, I guess it's enough to accept that they're simply there. And I think it's sort of this funny way that these movies are constantly reviewed. Now that there's been sort of an influx over the past few years, they're everywhere. It's not just Hallmark's, you know, Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Lifetime's gotten in on it. Netflix has gotten in on it. ABC's. Ion. Ion. Up TV. The networks yeah. are getting in on it too. Like ABC's doing their Leah Michelle one this week. Oh yeah. I'm DVRing that. There's this, oh me too. Yeah. But there's this sort of like willingness more so than any other time of year to talk out of both sides of your mouth where it's like, I have to be a critic here. Mm-hmm and sort of lament the state of television or the state of film. Sure. But also, I watch every single one of them, <laughs> and it's fine. Yeah. You know, I, it's, I can't think of another genre of movie or season in which they're all like this. Yeah. And it's like no one is really willing to pan them fully. Yeah. It's this weird Christmas state that we're all in where it makes us incapable of really dumping on anything too much. <laughs> yeah. I think that's true. I mean, so... Okay, I um, here are my real bona fides for why I get to be on this. I I went to Christmas Con a few weeks mm-hmm. ago in New Jersey, which was like sponsored by Hallmark, kind of, but not like fully Hallmark. Yeah. It was a very weird experience. I loved it, and it's basically like so. Our friend Caroline Moss and mm-hmm. I went. She was covering it for an outlet, so we talked to a lot of people who were there especially people who had dressed up for this fan. So it's a fan convention, which is like a very specific thing and a very, I mean, obviously fan conventions have been around for a long time, but like these different kinds are new. But we're talking to all these women who have dressed in like Grinch sweaters and like full like Whoville uh, like hair outfits and just like really elaborate costumes. And we asked them, what's your favorite of these movies? And none of them can answer because they're not movies. Functionally, they're just a vibe. And the thing that made that, conference a kind of a weird failure on some level or like the people who were there often weren't happy it's because like they're not a fan of the movies they're not a fan of the actors they're a fan of the vibe and you and the vibe is cozy and you can't do cozy in an airplane hangar which is where this convention was held so <laughs> like when you're talking about these movies you're not talking about movies like they have nothing to do with what movies look like any other they're literally just like a mechanism by which to transport this specific vibe which is coziness yeah. and like they're just functionally not films which, like they don't matter kind which of. is a desirable thing yeah and that's like not even a value judgment at this point it's yeah. like people want this it would be like reviewing another netflix property the yule log the, yeah. or whatever it's called yeah. on netflix the like, yule log. yeah they which have I their love. Yeah. they have their place yeah but now i want to switch gears and talk about holiday in the wild i enjoyed holiday in the wild I like elephants more now, it turns out, which I think is the real message. Like, because the real message of that movie actually is like, you should like elephants a lot more, Mm -hmm. which, and the message of every other Christmas movie is like, Christmas will heal your soul and, you know, people are bad the rest of the year or whatever. Yeah. So you're vacationing in Zambia, huh? Mm hmm. Let me guess, you're from LA? New York. Yes. I take it Mr. Conrad won't be joining us. Two days ago, he told me that our marriage was over. Uh, Two hours ago, I landed here on what was supposed to be our second honeymoon (laughs) by myself. A lot of people come here to get lost so they can be found again. Thank you, Yoda. 
when it comes to Holiday in the Wild, I think that that movie could probably work at any time of the year. Like mm-hmm. the movie that could make sense at any period. But it makes more sense during Christmas because there's this sort of like she's gone during Christmas. Like it adds these these like quiet little stakes to all of Kristen Davis's decisions. It's yeah. like you're you're not going to be with your family on Christmas. <laughs> like you're going to do this new thing on Christmas. Yeah. Like it, it's because it's happening then that it makes every little decision that she would have made in July. Let's be honest. Yes feel a little bit more urgent and dramatic. Yeah. I guess I can understand why they set that during Christmas, but honestly, this could be set in July and it would be the same. Yes, this is a movie about love, but it's mostly a movie about saving elephants. Yeah, which is a lovely... I, I sort of liked... save elephants? I liked about it that it had a different message, kind mm-hmm. of, because it just felt a little... It felt kind of refreshing to be like, oh, what if you cared about something else? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not possible in most mm-hmm. Christmas movies. Uh, but yeah, I didn't feel like it needed to be a Christmas. I don't think it would have been worse off if it wasn't a Christmas mm-hmm. movie. Because like also because Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe appealing adult like you have the right. thing that you need like oh did th- these two handsome people like each other mm-hmm. it was fantastic oh I recognize both of them from my television like mm-hmm. boom you're done and because they're a little older and I think mm-hmm. this happens this happens with most Christmas movies like this where it's like the mere fact that they are over 40 mm-hmm. like adds a little, little little bit of prestige to the whole thing oh yeah well, Kristen Davis is like a Christmas movie stalwart. She's she, in a lot of them on the on Hallmark and Lifetime. Yeah, too, yeah, she was on like an old Lifetime one. I think she's in. Is it the one with like Eric McCormick and like she's dead? I can't remember, but it's one <laughs> of the it's one of the ones where it's like, uh, you know, someone was dead all along. I think it's a real classic of the genre. She's like been around for it, and I think it seems like she possibly really loves elephants yeah. in real life, which is like lovely. Mm-hmm. And like, if I were a person who probably had a lot of money and didn't necessarily need to keep making movies because I had Sex in the City money and I really loved Elephants and the way to do that was like kiss Rob Lowe for a couple weeks like yeah man that's a great mm-hmm. I don't know sometimes I I mean I, I think of the Ocean's Eleven model all the time I'm just like what did the celebrity want to do yeah. and they can't always do that but I think like yeah I th- mm-hmm. kind of think that's what happens like I love Elephants I love kissing Rob Lowe and now it's a movie yeah and I think any movie where the bulk of it is filmed in another country is like it's half work, it's half vacation, yeah. you know? Like, I understand the point of that. I mean, it was beautiful scenery. It which, really was. But did not look Christmas-inflected in the way mm-hmm. that, you know, certain places mandate that one but, that but a holiday movie has to. I do not, in the in my heart of hearts, believe it is a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. but I'm willing to let it be a Christmas movie because there's a little bit of Christmas in it. Sure. Because that's what this insane season does to your brain. <laughs> like, as we, yeah. we're, we're desperate for these things. It's like, it's sort of... I mean, okay, again, I love Christmas. It's sort of messed up that we, like, let Christmas do all these things. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, dig really deep into what yeah. Christmas could stand for there. I don't know, capitalism, whiteness, whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's uh, it's both kind of messed up and sort of, like, low. It's like a blanket of snow, as they say in Let It Snow, where, like, mm-hmm. snow is the spanks of weather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I, like, we need to talk about Let It Snow because I love oh, Let It Snow. Oh, I'm we for last. Like, to hierarchy the, these, Let It Snow number one. Oh, number one, I think. Easily. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like we let Christmas get away with a lot and we let ourselves get away with a lot at Christmas. Mm. And like, that's not necessarily the worst thing. We're a pretty non-forgiving society. Oh, yeah. And I think like the best read of what you were saying, like, yeah, maybe it's all about capitalism. But I mm-hmm. think like the most optimistic read of the situation is that like the most human and social sides of ourselves like really want that connection and want to be like loved and to love. Yeah. And so it's like, we're willing to give ourselves one one time a year to do this. Yeah. Like the rest of it, we're too overwhelmed. This is too much work. But mm. it's like we want it once. And the fact that it happens to align with Christmas is sort of where things get murky as to the reasons that we're doing it. We do it in December and not July. Yeah. But it's like 
let's take it. You know, we'll, we'll like, take it. It's cozy and there are pretty lights mm-hmm. and like these things make us feel a certain way. Yeah. And we want to feel that way. And I think that like there is something to speak to from an entirely like metropolitan perspective but like especially whenever you kind of live in a small space and you can't necessarily fulfill that dream you might have of like decorating a lot and putting up Christmas lights and like going balls to the walls with your holiday decor yeah a Christmas movie kind of fills the void in a way you know like when you can't do all those other things it's a pretty good substitution like having it on makes your house feel a little homier Totally. For that, in that time in, in that time frame. And that's why I think, like, I watched um, a couple of these in the morning. I watched one of them at night. And it's mm. like, also, Christmas movies, I think, should be watched at night. Oh, absolutely. And it can't be daylight. It can't be daylight. Well, they don't they don't work as well, I don't think. Yeah. I Or they can be daylight, I think, on some weekends if it's snowing outside. If it's snowing. Weekend yeah. day, it's snowing outside. Mm-hmm. You can't leave the house. You have a mm-hmm. cocoa. Then it works. Like, that's actually kind of mm-hmm. peak watching hours for me, too. But, like... Yeah, you want to be as cozy as possible. Again, like, it just goes back to, like, they're not movies. They're not like, movies, they're the vibe. Ultimately, none of them, are, we're not watching any of them because they're movies. Like, even Nailed It Christmas versus, like, regular Nailed It, which I also love, mm-hmm. or whatever the holiday holiday Nailed It's called. Like, it does a different thing for me than regular Nailed It, and it's the same show. And I'm not going to watch the the Nailed It holiday outside of oh, December. I, I will no, never even do I it. won't do I've that. I've rewatched Nailed It. Yeah. I will not rewatch the holiday ones outside of December. It won't ha- won't happen. Yes. I don't want to have to pay attention to no. it too. Like so many things in this era demand like the Irishman demands your attention. Yeah. The Irishman not a Christmas movie no. even if Christmas happens in it which I don't think it does. But like it yeah, you have to pay attention like he we fit, He couldn't fit Christmas in three and a half hours. Are you <laughs> telling me he couldn't probably, fit a little bit of Christmas? I think there's probably a little bit of Christmas. Even Goodfellas has a little bit of Christmas. I, which makes it a Christmas Christmas movie by our roles. Let it snow. I keep wanting to call it Let It Snow, Let It Snow, but it's just, just Let It ones. Snow. Yeah. Is a Netflix original Christmas movie based on what I didn't even know until reading the Wikipedia after. It's a YA anthology called Let It Snow, Three Holiday Romances, and it's three short stories. One of them is John Green, one of them is Maureen Johnson, one of them is Lauren Miracle, with a Y. And this book came out in 2008, and it was like, I think they're all sort of like loosely connected. Okay. And maybe they were even written separately and then maybe reworked to be loosely connected. Mm. And I think that's what happened. And the moment it was published it was like optioned and it's sort of just been sitting around for a long time. And so over the past decade, progress was slowly made, slowly made, slowly made. And also like Christmas movies, I think not only have a small window that you can watch them, but I Mm -hmm. think they have a pretty small window when they can actually be produced. That makes sense. Because you you probably, usually you need cold and faking cold is so obvious. Like Mm -hmm. when you fake the cold, it's frustrating. Like you need to go to a cold, like just shoot it in Canada or something (laughs) Yeah. or go to Bulgravia. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There, there's something a little deeper to this movie yeah. than the average Christmas movie, and I don't even mean that as a Netflix thing. I think just because a Christmas movie came out in theaters doesn't mean it's any good. I still love Love Actually. Yeah. Although I feel way more complicated about it now than I did oh, when yeah. I first came out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, the I would say of all the genres, the Love Actually genre in general, I find to be the worst replicated. Like. Yeah. The movie Love Actually yeah. Great, it's the when other people do it, they're like, we don't have to put a lot of time into these characters because yeah. we're only going to be with them for total 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so usually that's like pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, and like the their plots are um, really obvious. And yeah. I mean, I, I live for that stuff. Yeah. But 
yeah it's like it's embarrassing and, and lousy but with let it snow it really felt like these like i mean the actors also they picked some really charming young actors they were all very good yeah like mm-hmm. really i i mean i don't know any of their names except for kieran and Shupka, but like all the girls especially i don't even remember the boys basically i don't really remember the boys either but the 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 girls mm-hmm. who i thought were really great apart from kieran and Shipka, who i mm-hmm. think we're so used to seeing her play these like not caricatures but like this really opinionated almost two adult teen mm-hmm. in mad men or like child <laughs> and then in sabrina she's a literal witch mm-hmm. This is one of the first times I've seen her in something where she's just allowed to be like a kid. Yeah. And just like a person. Yeah, I've never and seen that before. It's It was almost sort of jarring yeah. in a way. I was like, oh, Kieran Chipka is just being a, a, a teen. Yeah. I'm sort of surprised by this. And she's great as yeah. just a teen. Just a regular girl. Mm-hmm. like And like, you know, she was sort of like the cool girl or whatever. But she did a yeah. really charming job She really it. did. And the girl who plays the waitress. Um, Liv Hewson, who's mm-hmm. also in Santa Clarita Diet. She's the daughter. Do- she's the, the okay. she's Drew Barrymore's daughter. I just I found her extremely charming. She's great. and like and like emotionally resonant. Mm-hmm. I so what I love about Let It Snow is that, it, especially in the last like half an hour, it's literally just teens confessing their feelings in like emotionally acute speeches, one after another, just like put it in my veins, mm-hmm. stick it in my blood. Like I just want to see kids tell each other how they feel in ways that I, a thirty-four year old woman, have never had the. <laughs> Emotional acuity to mm-hmm. express myself. Let alone this way. at seventeen. That's, and immediate and like quickly, they're like, I have fully assessed this mm-hmm. situation, and I will be letting you know exactly like what my boundaries are. And I'm yeah. just like, do it. Like, <laughs> I, it, it's, uh, real magical thinking. But I just like, I loved it. I, and I think it was, it was, it was constructed really well too. Mm-hmm. Like the those sorts of emotional revelations I think were built up in a way that was like believable and like sort of with care yeah like nothing felt unfair in this movie and even I was worried what they were going to do with the Joan Cusack tin foil woman Mm -hmm. lady thing like what what was she going to do to save the day yeah and I was like she's going to pull some weird final act like deus ex machina thing where everything's gonna be because of her yeah but i didn't really that wasn't really the case like she helped some people out but it was sort of quiet like they they let things sort of stay low stakes and i appreciated that i mean like number one joan cusack is a treasure and like so we're always lucky to see her but Mm -hmm. two like i actually don't totally know that you needed that character in that movie other Mm -hmm. than to well she was really just doing the one thing which was spur the bratty girl with the uh, boyfriend yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to and be a better the, yeah. yeah yeah which like is important mm-hmm. it was it's a little weird that she was like the narrator of the whole thing but yeah, it wasn't like how much is she watching these people yeah yeah it was like oh does this do this doesn't do the thing I expect a Christmas movie to do but like I hate the thing I expected it to be mm-hmm. so thank you for not like meeting my weird expectation like yeah, she was yeah. like Home Alone, the mean neighbor, Home Alone bird lady. Like, she was just sort of this omnipotent, weird, <laughs> like, neighborhood character. Yeah. Who is sort of scary looking, but ultimately has good intentions. Yeah. And she um, taught, like, the worst, or, like, not the, you know, but, like, the most con- like difficult character yeah. to, like, not be such a little bitch all the who time. Who was What's-Her-Name from Lady Bird, which I realized oh halfway into the movie, I was God. like, oh, you're the mean girl in Lady Bird. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. The other the other girl who I think you met when you were like, the other kids, because you mm. couldn't remember any other names, <laughs> Isabella Mer- Merced, uh, who is Julie, who was the main character, who got into Columbia. Yes. I would call her like, maybe I wouldn't call her the main character, but I would, she they're all pretty co-leads. She's the Mark Wahlberg foster kid movie, I think, maybe. Maybe, Instant but family. for, for yeah. sure she's Dora and the Dora of the Explorer live action remake, which <gasps> I think did extremely well. I loved... 
her thing with uh, Shamik Moore, who is mm-hmm. Miles in mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. And I th- doing a famous person almost never works. Like a yeah. fake famous person, a yeah. fictional famous person in a movie. So uncomfortable. Maybe in a book you can get away with it, but I feel like especially whenever it's like visual, you're like, I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a famous person. Yeah. And, which I couldn't believe, and I'll play the song here, the Christmas movie, the original Christmas movie that was recorded for this movie. Uh-huh. Is a good Chris. I mean, sorry, Christmas song. Uh-huh. The original Christmas song that he sings in this movie is oh, actually yeah. good. That's why, and that never happens. Yeah, that it's... when it's an original Christmas song for an original Christmas movie, mm-hmm. it's like all bets are off. Like this is not, this is not gonna work out. It's it's usually like, extremely humiliating. Yeah, yeah. In the hierarchy of the three Christmas movies we just talked about, I would put it at the top. Oh yeah. And I would also put it earliest in my future Christmas slate. Like I'd be willing to watch this November first, mm-hmm. a night before Christmas. And Holiday in the Wild, I'd want to wait a little bit longer. Fair. Maybe Holiday in the Wild is a little earlier because Christmas is less important, but especially Night Before Christmas mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving. Yeah. The Night Before Christmas Maybe has December. to be right before Christmas, yeah. I think. This is very tonal. Like you said, it's a vibe. They're all vibes, but they're very like they're variations of the same vibe. Yeah. You can have a vibe on November 1st and a particular vibe on December 1st and yeah. another vibe December 24th. <laughs> I don't like watching The Family Stone until we are knee deep in mm-hmm. Christmas season. Yeah. The 20s. That's I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah. We, everyone has these weird rules, and I love it. We all have these very stupid little personal rules. I also think that order was 100% cr- I mean, I, oh, I would yeah. again argue that Holiday in the Wild, like, probably doesn't need to be July. in the... Yeah, like, you can watch March. that movie anytime. It's basically not a Christmas movie. But <laughs> let it snow. Like, as soon as it gets a little cold, it gets a little nippy, you can just... Uh, I, I think a winter vibe is enough a lot of the time, and more movies should be happy with that. I There was another another thing that I read. BuzzFeed also wrote about Hallmark movies, and this person interviewed another person who I think was at the same Hallmark thing you were at. Mm. And they said, as a 911 operator, Johnson said her job is incredibly stressful. And at the end of a long day at work, the movies are, quote, absolutely an, ex- an escape. The last thing I want to do is come home and watch police drama or anything that remotely relates to reality because I get enough of that at work, Johnson said. I deal with enough reality on a day-to-day basis. And I feel like that's such a common refrain in, like, 2019. That's how we talk about media at this point. It's like, I watch this as an escape. I watch this as as a reprieve from, like, my day-to-day nightmare bullshit. Yeah. And Christmas movies are, like, the ultimate escape. Like, even though we hear this all the time, nothing fits that bill more than, A, impossible to believe... (laughs) Christmas movie set in like a fantasy land where everyone's hot, it's always snowing, mm-hmm. and people are always in love after 90 minutes. Yeah. And possibly time travel has and happened. Po- possibly. The laws of time and space may have been bent. Someone I... might be an angel, someone might be Santa Claus. Was that the did you watch the post credit sequence of A Night Before Christmas? No. The brother. <gasps> yes, wait, okay. yes, I did. Oh my god, of course I did. Yeah, the they're totally the setting it up for uh, like, like a sequel. Where, where do you think he's gonna go? Will it be the night after Christmas? Oh, it's gonna the be night the of night Christmas? after Christmas. Oh, they've got the whole... Oh, they, they can, can do, do at least all. three. They can, yeah. They can only do three. After three, it will get ridiculous because they can do night of, night after, night before. Do you think then they'll start doing like... It's like New Year's Eve, but it's like a woman named Eve. I'm not sure, but <sighs> Ooh, these wait, things are... So this is a movie where Eve from the Bible time travels... <laughs> And she's like, oh, my God, God, I know him. And like that Cleveland. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm naked. And that's <laughs> and they're like, what about Christmas? And she's like, thousands of years. Everyone's eating now. apple pie. And she's like, "Uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's a fall movie. Actually, yes. Eve travels through time to the fall and she's in Vermont. Oh, my God. That yeah, can come so out. Much. So that's an October 1st movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even though it's about New Year's Eve. It's an October first movie because it's the October vibe. Well, it's like maybe it's maybe it's a whole series of movies where Eve from Eve. the Bible travels through time to all of these different holidays. Mm-hmm. Is she a 
who would play Eve? Like who's like a, a you know a quick? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Are we thinking like, like a? This was my first thought, and maybe I should be in jail. Was Ashley Tisdale? <laughs> I don't know why. I just give her. Some, I, I'm sorry. Let's give yeah. Ashley a break. I, I it's just what my brain did, and I apologize. She'd be yeah. great at it. Be cool if it was like Ali Wong for some reason. Like that'd be chill. Also great at it. Yeah, I. I also feel like she would be funny at being naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like the weave. Yeah. Extra long hair, like the ridiculous long hair. You need that. Like Alanis and the thank you video. Yeah. I could for some reason see like an Aubrey Plaza also. Oh, I think Aubrey Plaza is the winner here. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza, I think, is sort of correct. Why that works, I can't say. Ali Wong. I think you need a comedian. Ali, yeah. Ali, Ali and Aubrey. Yeah. Work. I like this. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Okay. We're, these things are so easy to write. Yeah. And again, we started with the title and then we worked our way backwards. So we are experts now. Yes. Thank you, Meredith, for being here and talking about three Christmas movies. This was so much fun. You can watch A Night Before Christmas. You can watch Let It Snow. And you can watch Holiday in the Wild on Netflix now or anytime. Anytime. I say anytime. I say start November 1st <laughs> and end December 25th. But honestly... Well, you have to at least through the new year to watch Christmas movies, I'd say. Okay, that's fair. When like, you take once you yeah. take down your Christmas decorations, I think. Yeah, which for me is like February. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Meredith. Bye. Thanks.